0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sacred Gary Podcast. Yes. Um, I just got through watching the final presidential debate, the second and final presidential debate, and I want to speak on that. <clears throat> but before I get into that, I want to let you know that we are available on several platforms. Uh, Anchor, of course, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public. I think that's it. Yeah. So if you listen to... And Pocket Cast, that's enough. That's the last one. Pocket Cast. If you listen to the podcast on any of those platforms, please subscribe. That way you will be notified um, immediately of any new episodes being posted. You'll get a notification to the app that you listen on. And it would be greatly appreciated if you would leave a review and rating. But back to the presidential debate. Okay. As you might remember, the first presidential debate was quite a debacle. Um, Both President Trump and former Vice President Biden, you know, talked over each other the whole night. Um, Donald Trump um, really was uh, the antagonist. Uh, wouldn't let Biden speak for the most part, and, and Biden kind of got sucked into fighting back with him. And um, it was kind of like a a really, really sloppy boxing match where. You know, one fighter comes in fighting wild and crazy and the other guy, you know, he may be a skilled fighter, but he's, he's kind of forced to, to, to fight the fight of the other fighter. And I think that um, if anything, uh, Vice President Biden made mistake by kind of getting sucked in a little bit um, by Donald Trump, I think clearly, clearly. President Trump was the antagonist, and everybody saw it that way. But it just left everybody leaving, left everybody feeling like um, the first debate was useless, and that wasn't, you know, that wasn't good. Uh, it wasn't good for America. It was bad. It was really bad for Trump. It wasn't wasn't great for Biden, but it was. It was it was really bad for for Trump because most people walked away feeling like he came off you know, as a jerk, and you want to be liked, especially um, weeks before, you know, the election. You want people to like you or at least vote for you. So, I felt like in this debate, President Trump had nowhere to go but up, you know, and um, a lot of people, you know, joked about uh, the mics being muted and what President Trump would do to, you know, offset that safeguard. Um, And to his credit, he followed the rules. He followed the rules tonight. You know, he rebutted some points, and um, he wanted some follow-up. But, you know, that's just usual in the debate. If you think somebody scored a point, you, you want it back. So he, he, he was much, much better. He let the other candidate speak. We didn't, we didn't have to see the use of the, the mute button. It was announced when they came out that for the first opening two minutes that the mute button would be on, and then both mics would be open. But I think that they, you know, were reserving that the mute, the mute button for, for an option if it came to that. But it never did come to that. It was a regular debate, contested, but very audible. Um, and you were he- able to hear, you know, people state their positions on different things. And the first debate, you know, it was really... Um, Trump, you know, trying to bully or or chump Biden, and it it backfired on him because it it just made him look like a a bully, and <clears throat> more so than look like a bully. No one likes a bully, right? But it led to the question of why was he being a bully? You know, why was he acting that way? And you know, my opinion was that he wanted to turn it into a street fight to take the focus away from just going point for point with Vice President Biden because if, if he felt like he would have had a better showing or he would have beat him, just going point for point, letting him speak and speaking after that, I don't think he would have tried to ambush him that way. It was the kind of thing where, like I, I compared it to a boxing match earlier where the you know, President Trump's strategy in the first debate was just to take the fight to Joe Biden and crowd him. You know, don't give him any, any room to ro- operate and to see how he operates under pressure. We'll see if we can unnerve him. So I feel like the whole, the, whole, the whole strategy for the first debate for Trump was just try to unnerve uh, um, Vice President Biden. And Biden, he kept his cool for the most part, and he and he stood his ground. You know, he he, you know, he did a little name calling here and there. But um, for the most part, you know, he he. He still, you know, stayed on the the high road, and you know, he fought a little bit. He couldn't let the guy just um, do what he wanted to do in there. But needless to say. America came away from the first debate feeling like, you know, nothing was accomplished. And even though, you know, Trump was the antagonist in that, and I think that, um, you know, Democrats would say that, you know, Trump, you know, totally ruined the debate, and Republicans would say, well, you know, the whole thing was a disaster. So, you know, that's how that went. So the debate started off with um, one of the most important topics um, in the world today. And that is the coronavirus. And it started with President Trump and I felt like President Trump was his answer for so many COVID cases in the US and the question of that alluded to, mishand of him mishandling the situation or information. You know, he, he kept saying things like, you know, it's a problem all over the whole world. You know, it's a worldwide problem. And uh, so basically, he was saying that, um, "Hey, everybody in the world is de- dealing, dealing with this. Don't, don't blame me. You know, nobody can stop it. And you know, we, we, we kind of know that's not true. Um, nobody stopped it, but." When I say we know that's not true is that we know that um, other countries that had the virus before we had any cases, other countries that were um, the epicenter for the, the virus, like Italy and, and China at different times, they flattened their curves quite successfully. And we, you know and we, we did nothing but go up. And even when he even when um, President Trump mentioned uh, shutting down the country for the virus he said you know we shut, shut down the best economy in the world and it was almost like um you know he was still mad about it you know or that's what he cared about so he didn't really speak of necessarily a plan going forward, you know, until maybe after Biden spoke, and and President Biden was asked about it, and he came out, and he talked about, you know, masks, um, making everybody wear masks, and listening to the scientists, you know, and following their advice, and, you know, things like that with his plan for coronavirus. And, um, And he also, you know, pointed out that, well, yeah, well, Trump's defense was, you know, nobody knew what it was. Nobody knew what it was. I mean, nobody knew what it was, you know, nobody knew what it was. And and Joe Biden pointed out that during his time that he was saying nobody knew what it was, is that he went and had a meeting on Wall Street and told him that something very bad was coming. And the takeaway from that meeting was for everybody to sell short. So, uh, if you believe Joe Biden, President Trump um, felt like the virus was serious and bad as it related to the economy, but as it related to a threat to human life, it wasn't met with the same level of urgency and you know I, I don't really need to go back to that um, about the president downplaying the virus in the first debate, and because we all saw what happened with that so um, also, Biden said part of his plans, um, he alluded to possible shutdowns of the country, and, and, and he was pressed on that, you know, by the um, by the moderator after Trump, you know, threw, threw that out. He wants to shut down the country. He's going to shut it down, you know. And, you know, President Trump was, you know, we're, we're learning to live with the virus, and and Vice President Biden, you know, came back and said, no, nah, they're not learning to live with it. We're learning, we're dying with it. You know, p- people are dying every day, you know, with this thing. And um, I'll stop there for a second uh, as far as covering what happened and, and inject just a little bit of um, opinion, commentary. with the coronavirus, and I won't do too much because I, this is a very broad topic and I, and I want to talk about this in another episode. So, um, you know, things, you know, I think we're at a point where um, you know, we, we have, we have you know, two interests. We have human life, which is the highest interest ever. And then we have the economy, which has a definite effect on human life. Hmm. So, it's kind of hard um, when you see people hurting on both sides, meaning you, people, you see people sick and you see people dying. We saw a lot of people die and we're still seeing people die but um you know we've seen so many people struggle you know we see people go out of business we see people lose jobs and there has been some relief you know there has been some relief but there's still you know people really really hurting and um so <clears throat> and I even Vice President Biden you know he didn't just say I'm gonna shut the country down. He he prefaced it by saying kind of there would be could be a possibility that if it came to that. So you could kinda of see that um even he appreciated uh, the importance of you know people being able to, you know, work, make a living. I mean he didn't say that, but I think that you know his hesitation and and saying it'll be an absolute shutdown, you know, was rooted in that. So, so you know, <clears throat> it's a it's you know, it's a pancake. It's got both it's got two sides. But like I said, leading into it, human life is the highest priority. It's the highest priority. Because it just can't be replaced. It can't be gotten back. We can come back from losses, but we can't come back from death. So that's a you know that's a very interesting thing that we got to balance. And I I, I'm I'm gonna leave that there because I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that at another time. A whole other time. I wanna get through the rest of this stuff. So um so those were the those were the competing arguments and, and president Trump you know stated ninety nine percent of people that got it recovered 999 99%, percent of young people recovered and um i didn't I, I didn't watch um any of the fact checking shows to see you know what was right or whatever but um I mean but in essence um if you look at all the people in the country and look at the number of deaths it's a huge, huge, huge amount of deaths. But, um, you know, it, it is a small percentage of the country, but it's, it's real people dying. So if, you know, if, if you got 100 people that die in the same place today, you know, it's a tragedy. Yeah, so either way you look at it, it's it's, it's real people dying and, um, you know, and that's, that's just, uh, it's important no matter, you know, what the number is. But it, I'll tell you, the philosophy, you know, it seems to be, um, you know, some people are going to get sick, some people are going to get, some people are going to die. But, you know, life must go on. Life must go on, and um, you know that's the that's you know the, the dilemma we're facing here. But I think to, just to wrap up the COVID piece, I, I just think that um, President Trump hadn't accepted enough responsibility. He talked about how Biden mishandled the swine flu, and you know he's in he's in office now, and this happened during his administration. So I just think that. These are things that you, you know that you have to answer for and and not deflect on it and not say um you know what somebody else did or didn't do and I saw him doing that a lot tonight um just trying to say what Joe Biden was doing wrong um attacking his character um they moved on to foreign policy, and you know that's where. Trump accused Joe Biden of, you know, illegally taking money from other countries. He said, you know, money was being funneled funneled to his family members, you know, his brothers and his son, um, and also insinuated that Biden was getting kickbacks, you know, through this. So, you know, the whole attack was President Trump' whole piece, his whole spiel on um, public policy, on um, foreign policy, I'm sorry was basically that Joe Biden takes illegal money from these countries you know, from the Ukraine and you know, Biden fired back saying that, you know, President Trump is the only one taking any money from any, anyone in China and he had a bank account in China and you know, all this stuff, so they you know, kind of went back and forth and and stuff, but um, but it was like a smear campaign for um President Trump, and you know, if you're the president, you know, you 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 got the belt. So it's like when a challenger comes up to dethrone the champion, you know, they're the ones that should be trying all the crazy stuff. You know, if you're the, if you're the champ, you you fight your fight. You know, you fight your fight. You don't have to. If you're, the, you're the champion, you're the best. You fight your fight. And if it's a close fight, um, you know, you really got to beat the champion in, in, in boxing. I use a lot of boxing analogies because um, it's probably my favorite sport. And I'll, I'll talk about that more in the future. But um, he, he came in with an underdog mentality. President Trump definitely had an underdog mentality. And maybe he wasn't wrong. I mean, the polls show that he's losing. So, you know, maybe technically he is the underdog. But the problem, you know, with his approach is that, you know, he was always trying to point to a misstep of Joe Biden. And you're the guy that's been in the office for the last four years So, it's it's the guy that's running against you, you know, he has the luxury of saying, you know, what you messed up for the last four years. That's, you know, that's the whole thing. When you're running against the incumbent, your whole platform is what they did or what they didn't do. You get to look at everything they did or didn't do, and you get to make promises about what you would do when you're in office, and the people just have to kind of guess if you're going to live up to these promises or not Because they've never seen you in office The only thing you have to judge off Is the guy who's been in office So, you know, you can take his record And say, hey man, you didn't do this You didn't do that You messed up on this, you messed up on that And the other guy really can't do it to you as much Because, you know, you haven't been president And that's what President Trump tried to do Tonight He tried to make Joe Biden the president Of the Obama presidency You know, sticking him with Um You know, all these accusations that weren't done during those terms. And he basically tried to make him the president, you know, for the last four years, the way he approached it, because Joe Biden hasn't been in office. He hasn't been making the decisions. It's been President Trump making these decisions. So, if anybody's on trial tonight, um, you know, it's President Trump. He's He's on trial. Nobody's really on trial. It's a debate, but He's, he's on trial for a couple of reasons because he's the president and he's been in charge and then he's done a lot of questionable things. So, you know, he's going to be, you know, the guy being challenged. You know, he should be saying what his record shows and what his record reflects, you know, things of that nature. And he didn't really, to me, and, you know, I, I am biased to an extent, to me he didn't stand on a record you know he he did a lot of subtle deflecting and he's actually a very slick debater when i say slick i don't mean like sneaky i mean he he knows what he's doing you know he's got he's got a style and and um and he knows what he he knows what he's doing he knows um how to Rattle people, and he slides these little jabs in, like really quick, concise, you know, little jabs that you know he doesn't go on and on, and he, he like you know he hits you with it before you you know before you know it he's on to the next part of the sentence, and you like wait a minute he just he just shot me with a jab, you know, and um and, it, and it's I'm, I'll be honest with you it's entertaining to me, um the the, the style, you know, and it's funny. You know, he's, he's just a... He's a funny dude. He's one of those people that are, are funny without trying to be funny. And I love to laugh. And I find comedy in just, like, everything. Like, I'm one of those people that will, um... You know, just have to hold in laughter at the weirdest places because I'll see something and um, that everybody else sees, but I'll, I'll see, you know, absolute humor in it where they're just seeing what they see and everything. So... Um, so yeah, so you know, he can be kind of entertaining sometimes. He's, he's he's very 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 funny without trying to be funny and stuff. And then he's sometimes he's funny when he tries to be funny. So um, you know, I will say that about him. But as far as um, you know, answering the questions, he's he's a, a real big deflector, real real big deflector. Uh, Joe Biden. He came there, he, you know, he was ready. He always has his information and his points. And, um, and you know, he relates to America. It all, it, To me, it does seem like he does pack a couple, you know, uh, stories in his pocket about everyday Americans and, and stuff like that. And he kind of waits for those moments. And that's like his signature, you know what I mean? Um, so uh, he shouldn't stop doing it by any means. But when I, when I watch it, it's like, you know Yeah, he had a story in his back pocket And he was he was waiting to lay that one out You know And uh, and President Trump actually, you know Teased him about looking in the camera tonight And it, it was a little funny But, you know, he was saying something serious And I, in all um, With all due respect, I, I believe that You know, he is sincere Very sincere person um, Vice President Biden um, I think when he's, you know Telling these stories and talking about Americans and you know, I, I think he really, you know, he really loves Blue Collar America. And, I, you know, I do believe that. But, <clears throat> you know, his style, it, it is like unpacking this, these stories, you know, at, at the opportune times and stuff. And um, so it's like a little storybookish to me, which is cool, which is cool. Two different styles. And I just like, you know, I like watching people speak and, and analyzing. I'm a speaker. So, you know, I enjoy watching people speak and just kind of watching what they're doing. So, yeah. So, getting back to um, the topics of the debate. Um, Joe Biden, he went on the offense and he brought up... uh, Donald Trump's tax returns and it was very interesting because first he said that he couldn't you know he couldn't wait to show him his accountant you know um, just had to get him from his accountant, which we kind of heard before and then <laughs> he said the IRS they, they, you'll see they treat me very badly we're, 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 we're trying to work out a deal and as soon as I get the deal done. You know, I'll show you the taxes as soon as the deal is done. But, you know, it basically, he's saying, hey, I ain't showing you shit in the next two, three weeks. So, you know, don't even worry about it before the election. And so he even tried to explain paying $750 in taxes. And he said, you know, I prepay taxes so much. I prepay ta- taxes so much. And um, the last time I checked... When you prepay your taxes, that money counts as money paid towards your taxes. And if it didn't, if it didn't, you would have a huge tax bill at the end of the year anyway. So what would be the point? So um, for me, that was a you know that was a common sense thing. And I, I don't make hundreds of millions of dollars or, or billions, and maybe he doesn't either. Who knows? So, you know, I don't do the same kind of taxes he does, but um, but I know the point of prepaying your taxes is just not to be stuck with a big tax bill at the end of the year because you let sometimes you leave the money laying around, you know, just to, on a round scale. You know, if you make $100,000 and you're self-employed and you know that you got to give up you know 35,000, 40,000 to the government and you you know some people might choose to prepay you know 25,000 of that on the spot you know and and work right off on the the other 15 unless they have plans for it or whatever it may be but anyway prepaying your taxes would not be the reason why it wouldn't show up that you paid any taxes it would show how much you paid no matter Whatever you paid Within that tax year That's something I feel confident in saying Without um, Without research Okay So it was You know And quite frankly I don't really care um, What Donald Trump Paid or didn't pay in taxes Personally I, I don't really care But um but you know, it just makes you feel like you know it's definitely you know something there, something something there for him not to have given up all this time. And I just feel like he's saying he's gonna give him up. It would be a bad play to say no, you're not gonna see my taxes. But you know, you got an office. You said you were gonna show him. You got an office. You didn't show him for all these four years. So whoever's working on the deal, obviously, is not gonna finish it before November third. So. You know, why would we think you would show him, you know, after that? But I, I really don't give a shit um, about his taxes. That's, that's not what um, concerns me when I think about America, how much the president paid in taxes. I just don't really care. So. He went on and they brought up um, health care and President Trump um, he accused Joe Biden of trying to socialize medicine and Joe Biden explained that he was providing a public option to the Affordable Health Care Act and it would be Biden Biden care, the, the public option. And um, So they went back and forth about that a little bit. And. You know. And healthcare is a very important thing. And I I think I spoke about healthcare before. When I was talking about the whole Ice Cube. uh, Trump situation. And. With Ice Cube. You know. With anybody. Not singling out Ice Cube. I just talked about him because. You know. He had the plan. And it was about him last week. But. um. You know, with anyone, though, you just have to be, you know, aware of, um, what the administration has done and what their agenda is and, and what they're doing. And, um, you know, the idea of repealing the Affordable Health Care Act and leaving Americans without health care, he says that, um you know, the Democrats or Joe Biden is trying to eliminate private health insurance, and Biden said he wasn't trying to do that. And clearly, affordable health care has not eliminated private health insurance because it still exists. So I just felt like, um, you know, Trump came in there trying to throw haymakers, feeling like he needed to. And this time, instead of you know cutting Biden off and just trying to chump him and you know these things, he you know he just you know he just attacked and, and he attacked tried to attack Biden and deflect. And he, he, like I said earlier, he, he like attacked Biden like as if um, Biden had was responsible for anything going on with the country in the last four years. If you'd listen to it, you'd you know, thought that um you know that he was. You know. And they brought up other, you know, issues, um to foreign defense and, and um climate change. And they also spoke on race. They also spoke on race too. And <clears throat> for me, um me, it was, it was, you know, it was, I've been criticizing Trump a lot here, but, you know, he just kind of pointing out his tactics and stuff. And I think, you know, Joe Biden presented very well. Um, you know, he was loud to speak. And I think Trump presented well, you know, I think he presented well, too. He, besides, um, you know, not answering some questions, the biggest, the biggest thing for me was that. The accountability, he didn't approach it with a level of accountability as if I was the person in here for the last four years, you know. Um, uh, it was almost like, you know, he was looking like two people running for an open spot, you know, like he had nothing to do with it. The, the, the coronavirus, it's not my fault. It's, it's not Joe's fault either, you know. and No, it's not, but, you know, you were the one in the office making decisions and to miss decisions when all this happened. So you should be seeking a standpoint more so of, you know, what you've done and what you're going to do opposed to what Joe Biden didn't do when he was vice president, not even president, but vice president and, and, you know, what how bad other countries are doing, which you know isn't true, and you know it's just it's just never a, um, a look here moment you know never well, look here in America, look at what we're doing, you know unless you know it's, it's something he thinks is you know favorable you know favorable to you know his cause or he thinks he, he's done well, but there's always like um you know excuse. You know for everything or deflection and sometimes simply you know we mess up you know what i mean we, we do things um you know joe biden you know authored the crime bill in 1994 which you know had a horrible result you know what i mean he messed up you know what i mean or it went the wrong way or whatever you want to call it you know he did that whatever you whatever you want to call it he did that you know what I mean, um, he authored a bill that led to many disproportionate sentences. you know he did that and it, and it, and it happened you know what I mean um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that actually I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna spread out. Um, but yeah, so my take was um, that Donald Trump. Came in, knowing came into the fight, knowing that he needed a knockout, knowing that he needed a knockout. Uh, he knew that. Um, I think in the first debate, and tonight he knew that too. But he he also knew that he couldn't get it the way he tried to go about it the first time. He knew that he'd already proven that 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 approach was going to backfire. So he refined his approach. And, um, showed a lot of self-control, but I just don't think that he showed the level of accountability that, um, that you got to show and you don't have to say, yeah, I, I messed up. Of course, everybody's going to explain, um, I messed up and it was the worst thing in the world. I'm the worst president. You know, of course you're not going to say, you know, all that, but you do you say, hey, um, that it turned out the way we, we thought or, you know, we misread that there. And, you know, I apologize for that, you know, and you move on because everybody in the world, everybody in the world knows that um, nobody does everything right. Nobody gets everything right. Nobody can predict the future just perfectly. And it's a lot different you know, when you're in that seat. It's a lot different. Everything is different when you're actually doing it. Um, whatever it is, people... Can always advise you from the sidelines but when they're actually you know actually doing it is totally different and I think it's understandable so I just feel like he should have taken a more approach of of accountability and answering questions directly and um, you know he didn't you don't have to be perfect you know you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to be without mistakes Um, Everybody's going to have a counterpoint, something, you know, disparaging to say about your policy or, or your the way you voted on a bill or, you know, about your position, period. That's the whole point of a debate. So, um, and I feel like uh, Joe Biden, I know this feels incredibly one-sided. And that might actually say something about Joe Biden. Joe Biden, he, he, He's just kind of smooth and even keeled, and, 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 and he's adequate. You know what I mean? Um, and Trump, you know, he's, he's dynamic, and I don't mean like um, necessarily in a, in a good way, meaning that he's the better candidate, but um, he just stands out more in the room. He, he takes you know more of your attention. So looking at debate, it, it's. you're going to, you know, analyze Trump, you know, a little bit more um, than than Biden I am, because Trump gives you a little bit more stuff to talk about. But that's my take, you know, on the final presidential debate. The election's coming up November 3rd. Everybody needs to go out and vote. Um, This election, you know, is very important. Um, One thing I do know is that you can't rely on polls. And you never really know how election is going to go until election night. So people thinking that it's in the bag, you know, for Joe Biden, that would be a huge mistake. And uh, I live in the state of Florida. And I've seen a lot of crazy stuff happen down here. And I know, you know, how things get around election time. So... Um, We just got to wait and see. You got to wait and see. But everybody, you know, everybody get out and vote and, you know, be accounted for, contribute, you know, have your voice heard. And that's it.